Welcome to Totally Weird and Twisted. Your hosts, Katie and Mandy, will be joining you in a moment. Tonight, we are talking to our friend Josh Werner, who is the author and creator of the Winchester Mystery House comic book series. Volume 1 is available in stores now. Josh is the editor-in-chief at SourcePoint Press and the CCO of Oxide Media. And he is one hell of a guy. So you guys get to meet him right now. Enjoy. Sit back. Enjoy. Our empty cups and cans. (laughs) (laughs) Time for a refill. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Josh Warner, the editor-in-chief at SourcePoint Press and the writer for the Winchester Mystery House comic book series. And I'm so happy to be here right now. Hello and welcome to Totally Weird and Twisted. Viewer discretion is advised. We're back, twats. guys how's it going good how are you hey great thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it of course thanks for coming on yeah thanks for reaching out yeah it was all it was all jerry he he said you guys were awesome and then i needed to get a hold of you so we are so we're glad you're here (laughs) (laughs) he would be right (laughs) we're glad for you to join us we're excited for everything that you're going to share with us and teach us and i'm excited to learn all about your comic book awesome thanks for so for those who aren't familiar uh the winchester mystery house uh it's based in san jose california and it's thought to be one of the most haunted mansions in the world and it was built by sarah winchester she was the heiress to the winchester repeating arms fortune uh they made the famous winchester rifles uh that were a gun they called the gun that won the west it was used to uh, heavily clear the way during our westward expansion, which means uh, the gun basically killed a lot of Native American tribes. It also um, it would turn the tides in the Civil War. Every soldier wanted to get their hands on one because they could stay alive longer because it could fire faster. Uh, and when Sarah mysteriously lost her entire family to different illnesses, all in a very short period of time, including her uh, her in laws and her husband and her daughter, um, that brought the company uh, 50% of its ownership to her. And she believed that there was a lot of blood on her hands and that she was cursed by the ghosts of everyone who had ever been killed by a Winchester rifle. And she decided to take that money and spend the rest of her life building a house uh, basically for the dead. So hundreds of rooms that were never really occupied by human beings. And uh, it's thought that all those spirits reside in those rooms to this day. Um, there's a lot of speculation about the house's construction and its motives and her motives. And because she was such an insanely private person, um, there aren't very many records to date. Uh, there's not a single floor plan uh, that they've ever found or any sort of drawings for the construction. Uh, very, very few letters have ever been found. Um, there's a lot of mystery surrounding it and a lot of rumors surrounding it. And a lot of that lore has been 
kind of spun over the past century uh, and it's inspired so much. I mean, everything we know about American Gothic fiction, uh, as far as it comes to haunted houses goes, it's all inspired by this one real place. So uh, anybody who's familiar with Stephen King's Rose Red, um, it was inspired by uh, the Winchester House. The um, Shirley Jackson's Haunting of Hill House was inspired by the Winchester House. Disney's yeah. Haunted Mansion. Disney's Haunted Mansion is almost like exactly the Winchester House. Um, uh, yeah, so many creators uh, and writers throughout the past century. And a great movie. Claimed yeah. it. You know, it's so cool in that way because the it spawned this whole like mini subgenre of horror. Uh, it's pretty cool. And now, how much time have you spent in the mansion itself? Um, I've only been there a couple times. I've been very lucky um, to get to kind of spend some time in there and see a lot of cool stuff. We did a really neat press event where um, we had a bunch of uh, newspaper reporters and uh, like podcasters and ghost hunters and comic book reviewers and board game reviewers all get these special, really cool looking invites in the mail, inviting them to this mysterious event, this secret event. And we held it on the grounds of the Winchester Mystery House. And we all met in the, um, in like the carriage house where they call it the garage, where they kept the carriages. And uh, we fed them dinner, we did interviews. Um, you know, I gave a speech. They all took like an ash can of the comic book home of the first issue, like a preview of it. And everybody got to play test the board game that we've been working on. And then at the end, uh, they all had a blast. And the whole idea was to, you know, stir them, inspire them to go write articles about their night and how cool it was. And at the end, I said, okay, now everybody is going to go with me. We're going to go on a private tour of the mansion. And everybody jumped up. They're super excited. And then I said, except we're going to turn off all the power. There will be no light. So everybody's getting a flashlight. And then about 50% of them just dropped right out they were like nope i'm out not doing it oh my uh, god I that's amazing. amazing let's do it <laughs> the people who did come along they had a ton of <laughs> that sounds like so much fun it was great so have you experienced any paranormal activity in the house that's a great question so this is really interesting um i i went there with a certain lens on so like i went there having you know being in the middle of writing all these comic book scripts so I'm looking at through everything through a really like specific creator's lens. Like I'm going, oh wow, this room's so amazing. And I'm, you know, while other people are trying to like catch vibes, I'm staring at molding and marking details in my mind to be like, oh, this would be a good room for this conversation and the story to take place in, or this is how that this room connects to that hallway. You know, I'm trying to like take all these notes, but I couldn't help but have certain feelings in certain rooms. So for me personally, I had no motivation to not want to be in every room as long as possible and take in every single detail. But there were certain rooms that I had this just fight or, fight or flight reaction to. Like, it was like I wanted to get out of them as fast as I could. And, um, and I couldn't understand why. And I, I recognized it immediately. I'm like, why, why, why do I feel so claustrophobic in this room? It's not particularly small. There's nothing you know, about it, that if anything, it should be more interesting to me if it looks creepier, right? Um, and what I found was all these things I was thinking right. in my head, um, some of the ghost hunters were on the tour behind me. They had someone with them who was recording what they were feeling in every room. And so it was really interesting to hear them come in behind me and then basically repeat out loud exactly what I was thinking in my head. 
I was like, that's, it was very validating in that way. I was like, wow, that's, that's exactly how I feel right now. That's so weird. Um, but one thing that did happen uh, while I was there um, is I was taking pictures in certain rooms and uh, I took a picture um, upstairs somewhere in a room and then taking another one. But then later when I went back through my camera roll, there was a photo in between the two photos that I hadn't taken, or at least I had, hadn't intended to take. I'm guessing it was an accident, um, <clears throat> but it's a really strange photo. And the photo is of an old rocking chair and the, the rocking chair itself looks very strange. It's, you can see through it, which I assumed was maybe like a motion effect. Like maybe I accidentally hit the button while I was walking. Um, but on top of that, you can see that there's like ripped and torn old fabric hanging off of this rocking chair in the picture and nothing in the house has ripped or torn fabric. Every piece of furniture in it is pristine and beautiful and there is nothing like that. So at the end of the tour, I had asked, I'd showed the picture to some of the workers um, and I said, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure this is in this room upstairs. Uh, am I, is that correct? I think my phone accidentally took a picture I didn't intend to take. And they said, mm, nope, that's not here. I'm like, no, no, I, I, it is here. It's upstairs. It's in, I think I know based on the photo before and after it, I think I know exactly what room it's in. I just don't remember seeing this chair at all. I just want to make sure, like, can you confirm that's, that's that room? And they said, no, that is not any room in this house. And I said, no, I can tell by the background. And from this photo, it's the same room. I just want to know if the chair's there. And they said, sir, there's no rocking chair in that room. Uh, there is no rocking chair like that in this house. <laughs> And I was like, but the photo is obviously taken in the house in my camera roll. I have it right here. Uh, yeah. And it's not like it was taken after. I was still in the house. I hadn't even left yet. Um, so, yeah, that was that stuck with me so much that I wrote it into uh, I wrote the chair into one of the scripts uh, for one of the comic books because it was just so bizarre. That is so cool. Yeah, that is bizarre. Do you still have the picture? I do. Yeah, somewhere. I, I, I would love for you to send that to us if you can find it. I'll do that. I will, I will definitely, I'll go through and find it and I'll send it over to you. It's, it's very, very weird. Oh yeah. We'd love to see that. That is so cool. Tell us about the comic book. Is there multiple editions or? So right now there's the Winchester mystery house volume one is complete, which is it's um, three issues. It's issue one, issue two, and issue three. And those cover about the first 10 years of the house and then we collect that into a trade paperback wow. uh, collected edition. And that is um, volume one. And then we take a break. And then right now I'm in the middle of writing volume two, which is about the 1906 earthquake that happened and tore down seven stories of the house and trapped her inside. Uh, and then as long as oh, readers are still into it and they keep wanting more, I'm going to come back one more time for volume three. And that'll take us all the way through to her death. So essentially the... Um, the main goal of the series is that uh, we will kind of episodically tell the entire tale of the construction of the house. Unlike the movie, which takes place at one point in time, kind of near the end of her life, we'll actually get to see certain famous rooms get built and, you know, understand like where the staircase to nowhere came from and all these famous items, you'll get to see them play out through time. Uh, I've been very, very lucky and it is pretty much sold out everywhere. Um, so it's sold out through Simon & Schuster, sold out through Diamond Comics distributors, sold out at the publisher level. 
So um, it's getting hard to get a copy of this. So um, the collected edition and the single issues are also out too. So for anyone who's looking to get it, before we go to a second printing and replenish stores, we decided to hold a backer kit campaign uh, for a special edition version. And what this will have is uh, it'll have a bunch of bonus content about the history of the house. Um, you can get it signed by me. You can get a drawing by me. It has gold foil stamps on the cover. It's going to have an entire additional comic in it um, that wasn't in regular volume one called The Hundred Year Curse. It's like a one-shot story. Uh, so it's going to be just awesome. So right now people can go and they can pre-order that. And we're only allowing three weeks of orders and then it's cut off and there won't be extras. So this version of the book will never go to stores. You can only get it right now. So that's at winchestermysterycomic.com. But the cool thing about this too is uh, it's as an optional add-on item. They, if you back this, you can be one of the first people to get the board game that we've been working on for like the past year. I'm so excited. It's finally here. You'll get it before it hits stores like months before and be like the first people in the world to have it. Um, what is the premise of the board game? Uh, so basically you are, uh, you're a construction crew. You're, you're one of many competing construction crews and architectural designers, and you are working for Sarah Winchester. And the goal is to please her the most to win her favor um, so that you are the chosen construction crew to continue doing the work on this amazing, huge labyrinth. But because it's Sarah Winchester, the client's needs are very odd and bizarre in particular. So uh, every time you play, you get a um, you get this sheet where you're basically drawing out floor plans for the rooms that you that she wants you to build, and you have different cards that you flip, and the cards have the different rooms and and strange requirements, and maybe they're like, oh, well, we need a staircase here, but you have a second floor to your house, and the request is that the sec that this staircase not actually be able to connect to the second floor, like a staircase to nowhere, or something like that. So they'll be very odd and bizarre requests that you're trying to meet in this strange floor plan you're creating. But the biggest part that I love about it, my favorite thing is that there's ghosts in the game. Uh, these ghosts are, you know, they call it the house. Ooh, that, love that. <laughs> yeah, they call it the, the house that spirits built um, because it's thought that these ghosts guided Sarah and had good demands. And she went to the seance room every single night to get those demands and decide what to build the next day. So the ghosts will randomly come into play. It's, uh, it's a random occurrence that happens from a roll of a die. Instead of getting a number, you might get a little ghost symbol. And when that happens, it means the spirits are here to guide you and they can aid you in your quest to try to please Sarah because these rooms are for them, uh, which is just a really cool, fun aspect. And it makes the lots of different ways to win. There's now an additional luck factor, like all this cool stuff. So fun. That sounds amazing. It does. I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so far it's been, the campaign's been going really good. Um, it's, you know, backer kit has never held their own campaigns before. They've only connected to Kickstarter campaigns and helped with fulfillment. So right now they're in beta testing and they basically, they invited, uh, invite only just a handful of companies that they really love and believe in and have had a lot of success with crowdfunding. And they said, would you like to come to our platform and be the first to launch one? So this is the first comic book that's ever been on Backerkit. And um, right now we just hit, uh, $14,000 and 331 backers 
it's everybody's excited. It's been so great. The enthusiasm is just through the roof. I've been so lucky. Congratulations. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. We actually just ordered ours on a uh, backerkit.com today. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. That's so awesome. I um I can't wait to uh, of course. I can't wait for, for, for everybody to get the chance to kind of catch up on volume one and read it because it sold out so fast. It uh, exceeded our expectations. We really didn't expect that. Like um, we had some retailers show up for us that I never thought in a million years would, would order. So uh, Barnes and Noble and Target, um, it was amazing. And so we blew out of our stock and oh. we're like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. Um, so now with this, and then what will follow with this will be an additional replenishing of stores, but they'll get the the lame like version without all the cool stuff, uh, you know, in the stores. But then once we get that, <laughs> right? Uh, once we get that, everybody will be prepped uh, for volume two. So um, hopefully the ones who have been waiting, they've already read volume two. They've been hounding me. They're like, when is the next, you know, comic coming out? Um, but it is, it's coming soon. And I've been writing it. I'm super excited about it, but I will admit I've been a little in my head about it um, because you know, the volume one success was so unexpectedly big that uh, it's made me nervous because there's like this precedent set now. I feel like I have to, you know, exceed or or at least hit. And I don't want anybody to be disappointed. There's so many eyes on me at once. So it's, it's freaked me out a little bit. But um, but the writing is going great. And I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm going to love it. I'm sure it's going to do just as well. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> so what um, what's your background before you started the Winchester comic uh were you doing comic other comic books yeah so i um i i started off as, a, as an illustrator and an author writing i was writing like prose stories and then also i was doing illustrations for for book covers and uh, eventually comic books and then i was doing graphic design for publishing companies and then i ended up um found being a founding member of uh, my own publishing company about 10 years ago and uh, that was SourcePoint Press, um, who is publishing this now. Now it's a big part of a big company called Axon Media, and I just work here now. It's kind of crazy. It's grown bigger than me. Um, so yeah, we, um, I've been kind of hanging up my creative hat a bit and putting all my own projects on the back burner to shepherd other people's projects and help bring their ideas to life and you know find all these incredible creators out in the world and get them published and put them on a big platform alongside huge names and pros because they deserve it you know they they need uh they need to, their work needs to be seen mm -hmm. uh and originally we had approached the winchester mystery house because this is all officially licensed we approached them with the idea for the game and they immediately in our meetings found that i was super passionate about Sarah Winchester and her story and her as a person and how amazing she was. And that I was very, I'm like a vehement, like defender of how intelligent she was and how brilliant she was and how everybody kind of, they start leaning on this mental illness narrative, which I don't believe is true at all. And I don't think that she acted in every way out of just fear either. She was far too strong of a person. Uh, yes, she was living with extreme, you know, guilt and grief. And yes, that it influenced her decisions, but she wasn't a paranoid crazy person none of that is accurate uh she was brilliant and they loved hearing my you know enthusiasm on the topic and they asked me what did you think of the movie and i said i, I love the movie the movie's fantastic um i loved helen mirren in the role she's amazing but uh you skipped about 30 years of story like there's so much that you know happened throughout the 
construction of the house before that that film happens. And I said, you're really her story is best told throughout time, you know, episodically. And they said, well, you guys also publish comics, not just board games. It sounds like we might have found a good partner to do this too, to tell that story episodically. They said, how do you feel about, about doing a comic series? And I was, yes, you know, I was, of course I was on board. And then I started, yeah. I wanted to hire a writer. I wanted to search for somebody to write this series for us. And I couldn't find anybody who was as enthusiastic and passionate about it as I was. So I decided to do it myself and take it on myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I did. It's been one of the best opportunities I've ever had. It's just been great. What sparked your interest in the Winchesters as a whole to begin with? So I'm a huge fan of, of haunted places in general. And uh, as too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In fact, not to segue too much, but I, um, so I actually just helped uh, with a haunted museum that actually opened here in Michigan that is full of haunted items, cursed items, possessed objects, and items retrieved from hauntings. <gasps> Paranormal investigations. Here in Michigan. It's in Saginaw, Michigan. It is ran by Steve Shippey. He is a paranormal investigator who works on uh, multiple mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The travel channel. You know Steve Shippey? All right. And um, a lot of his haunted yep. Saginaw documentaries mm-hmm. that are streaming on Prime Video, um, a lot of the items that you've seen in those documentaries are in the house. And he also has the biggest and Geoport in the world, it's custom made for him. It's also the most powerful. I have seen this thing in action. You turn this on and the voices that come through are mind blowing. Uh, He opened the museum in one of the most haunted buildings in Saginaw and it's only a block away from our office. So we are also in, we- we, No. Yeah, it's crazy. So we moved our, business to uh, downtown Old Town Saginaw. We're in a a building that's over a century old. We're in a big three-story building where we have our design studios and our warehouse. And this particular, within I would say a quarter of a mile radius has had numerous documentaries made about it um, because of its history. It's really fascinating history. Um, This is one of the oldest cities in the state. It predates Detroit, it predates uh, European civilization, actually. It's, it, it goes all the way back to, you know, Native American tribes were here a long time ago. It's right on the river that comes down off the lake. So it was, has a ton of great resources. Eventually, all of these settlers started settling here um, before it was, you know, a state. And it was a, lo- a bunch of loggers would be taking the wood, you know, from north of Saginaw, and they would be sending it down the river, river that cuts right through Saginaw, big, beautiful river. And because of that, there would be one particular time of year where this area would just be flush with cash. It would be the end of the season. All the loggers got paid. They all came down to downtown, which was nothing but brothels and bars, and they spent their cash. So because of that, bandits would come through and raid this area and shoot and kill and rob everyone constantly. (laughs) So uh, all of the the buildings are really unique. Our building has a uh, a big vault in it uh, that's still the original vault that was meant to like hide the money from the bandits. It also has secret money drops in the floor where you saw them coming. You could drop all your money through down into a secret room in the basement. Uh, it's very, very cool. Um, so anyway, I have a big obsession for history and hauntings. That's awesome. And it's been really cool, um, you know, uh, 
researching that house for years as one of the coolest places in America to visit. So uh, yeah, I already had a lot of knowledge and passion right. for it by the time we spoke, you know, we spoke with the estate and it's just been the best partnership ever since. We love working together on this. It's so fun. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. We have I to go there. That. I know. It sounds like he we just to opened, Michigan. I think he just opened that museum, right? Yeah, it's I very think, new. It opened, yeah. uh, let's see, la, uh, end of July, I think. And he held, uh -huh. um, he made a documentary about the building itself that the museum is in because it, it's one of the oldest, uh, it used to be a funeral home and um, Even all of the body prep work was done there. And it's like the oldest one in the, in the city, in the whole surrounding area. So it's also has its own legends of being haunted. And he, while just while moving in and setting up, uh, and getting the museum started, he wasn't even ready to shoot his documentary yet. I was going in there and helping him with uh, graphics and artwork and signage and all this stuff. Um, he started having so many paranormal experiences while he was just moving in. He was like, I haven't even put a camera on yet. Like this is nuts, <laughs> so much was happening. So especially once he started getting all of his items out of storage and into one place near each other, it just ramped up. And by the time I got the big geoport delivered and put in there, I mean, I came over there because I had to do a painting of it, right? And he was like, hey, so I wanted you to get some pictures of it, look at it so we can put it in this piece of art. I said, yeah, okay, cool. And, uh, and he's describing it to me. He's like, so when you turn it on, it, this area here has these little lights that come up. They kind of look like this. And he's like, oh, why am, I, why am I telling you? I'll just show you. And, and I, so he turns it on. And I said, well, doesn't it only light up if ghosts are talking? And he's like, oh, trust me, you won't have to wait long. They'll be here. Right. It was, <laughs> It'll happen. Right. It was within 30 seconds. Uh, me and my art director are standing there and all of these voices start coming through. And one of them says, Steve. And he's like, yep, I'm here. Did you, would you guys like to meet Josh? This is Josh. So why don't you say hi? And a voice said hi back through. And it, I mean, my mind is just blown <laughs> i'm listening to all these voices coming through and then he's like so uh did you get the pictures that you need and i was like oh yeah photos right of course i'm taking pictures <laughs> sure right. sure I, I totally <laughs> forgot what i was doing because i was so <laughs> and uh if i if i worked there i would have that thing on all the time i'd be addicted to it it's so yeah no kidding it is yeah. addicting for sure it's fun so if you guys get the chance come up here to saginaw I will put you up in a hotel on my dime. We'll make nice. it worth the trip. You can get a private tour of the museum. I'll introduce you to Steve. Maybe you can talk him <gasps> into being on your show. And then I will bring you here and give you a tour of our headquarters and show you where we make the Winchester Mystery House comics. It would be I the coolest well thing ever. Um, done. Yeah. <laughs> done. Done. I don't done. know how far that is from here, but we'll fucking figure we'll it do out. It. We'll do it. <laughs> I think Michigan's probably like 16 hours from here. We'll fly. We'll do it. <laughs> no, that would be awesome. Thank you so much for even offering. Heck yeah. That, totally. that totally. sounds perfect. Yeah. And it's definitely a spot in the world I've never been to. So. True that. I've never been that far north. When when you plot this out, because it has to happen, definitely a little binge watching of the Haunted Saginaw. If you just type in Haunted Saginaw on Prime Video, you'll see... Uh -huh haunting on Hamilton street. Um, that's the street across the street from me right now. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. uh, that one's really good. The second one is really good. The haunting on dice road is my favorite. Um, I've heard of that one. Uh, that one's 
gotten huge. In fact, um, it's so popular now that um, Discovery Channel wanted to make their own. Uh, and I believe that's going to be landing really soon. So there, there's going to be another Dice Road haunting documentary. And there's the Dice Road one is phenomenal. It's one of the best recorded uh, hauntings in history, dating all the way back to the 70s. There's hundreds and hundreds of documents. Uh, and I know because I got to sort through them while I was working on stuff for the museum. And oh, cool. Yeah, the police reports. Oh, they're amazing to read. And you can read them in the museum because we made a giant replica of a bunch of them on the wall where you can come up and, and read them. It's really, really cool. Like a big mural. How cool is yeah, that? Kind of, yeah, it's like a giant poster basically with but yeah. a nicely lit box. And yeah, we designed that and, and put it all in there so people can kind of like, you know, not handle or, or see the original documents, but read, you know, copies of them. Yeah. Super fascinating. Yeah, you would love it. So being, you know, in a haunted area of a haunted city and then getting to work on a comic book about one of the most famous hauntings in America, it's like a dream come true for me. I love it. I bet. That's so cool. You have like the best job ever. kidding. <laughs> but you're also super talented. I mean, oh, you. you have to... You have to be to do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I look forward to getting the copy in the I know. mail. I'm excited. It, that shit's going in like a shadow box. Mm -hmm. No one's touching cool. it. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely take pictures of it and then, you know, secure it. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, do you have time for a super quick story about the house? Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, uh, there's a famous bell tower on the property. And this bell tower was rang at midnight every night to let everyone know that Sarah's not to be bothered. She is going to the seance room, uh, which they call the heart of the house. In fact, issue one is called the heart of the house and it's all about the seance room uh, in the series. So she, she would go there and they would ring this bell to let everybody know she's not to be disturbed for at least two hours. And um, they, uh, it, when she died, they kind of made this like a sacred space, uh, this, tower is not part of the tour people don't go in there they don't touch the bell they have one exception though every single time the calendar falls on a friday the 13th they do a special ceremony for sarah winchester and remembrance of her and they go up to the tower and they ring the bell 13 times on the 13th hour in her memory because she believed that the number 13 held mystical power and it's found throughout the designs of the house everywhere and um so last year they called me and they said, would you like to fly out here? And would you like to be the one who rings the bell during the ceremony on Friday the 13th? And I said, wow, yeah, absolutely. Wow. What an honor. Thank you so much. So I do, I fly out there and now I'm on my way to the bell ringing ceremony and I'm stuck in Silicon Valley traffic and I'm running late oh, no. and they're calling me and they're like, listen, in hundred years of this tradition, We've never done it at 101. It has to be exactly at one o'clock, the 13th hour. And I'm like, I get it. I'm so sorry. If you if you have to do it without me, just just do it. And they're like, we will. I'm like, send a helicopter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, I'm jumping out of a running car, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, a moving car, you know, running, you know, on foot because I forget the traffic. It's faster on foot. They have somebody outside the house grab me by the arm and run me through the house through the shortest path to the bell tower so this is not part of the tour it's part of the house you don't normally get to see so of course i'm looking yeah. for the place going oh wow what room are we in right now and they're like there's no time <laughs> where are we we get to the bell tower and we have exactly 30 seconds before i have to start ringing 
and they have a historian who's there who usually rings the bell and she's the only one who touches it. So she's trying to prep me and she's like, okay, this is super important. And I need to tell you this before you do this, you cannot let the bell ring a 14th time. No one has ever messed this up. It's exactly 13 times. And I'm like, you know, I can, I can count. It's cool. I'll yeah, just, no pressure. Count. <laughs> they're like, no, you don't understand it. It's a really big bell and it builds up momentum. So you won't you have to like stop the pendulum. Right. Uh, you have to stop it because otherwise it'll just swing back by itself and it'll ring again by itself without you telling it to. So I was like, you're telling me this 30 seconds before? How, what do I do? <laughs> you know, it's a pulley system. There's Sir, you're late. Right. Yeah. True. So pull one rope and the other one goes up. So, you know, if you basically grab both ropes and you hold them really steady, really strongly, it'll kind of fizzle the bell out. It'll stop it from wanting to move. And if you do it right at the exact right moment, it won't ring a 14th time. So I'm like, okay, I got it. I think we have 10 seconds to go now. And I said, but listen, if I screw this up, can we just not tell anybody that it was me? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone know? Or... <laughs> right? And just, it, just don't mention my name. And they said, actually, we have a camera right here and we're live streaming the whole thing. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense, but I nailed it. Everything went great. 90% sure right. that it was 13 times. So. <laughs> That's oh so my funny. gosh. That is I would have been stress. sweating bullets. Like, <laughs> please don't mess this up. I know. I've, I would have passed out. <laughs> what an honor. It was I mean, that's like, no kidding. And afterwards, I talked to uh, to Walter. He's the general manager of the state. He kind of runs everything. He's like the big boss. And he uh, he comes up to me and he's kind of like, you know, I've never been allowed to touch the bell. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah. I was like, you run this place. He's like, none of my employees have ever been allowed to touch the bell either. He's like, it's very, very few people in the hundred years have ever rang the bell. He's like, it's passed down from historian to historian, except for once in a great while, we let a really special guest do it. And I was like, just, wow. I was like, part of me was like, yeah. I'm amazed and so humbled. This is incredible. I'm really honored. The other part of me was sweating bullets thinking I almost screwed this up. <laughs> you know, it was just such an honor. And here I am running late in traffic and <laughs> it almost rang a 14th time. Right. <laughs> what a fantastic experience my goodness wow yeah, it was pretty cool. and you you really left an impression on them no kidding and you can be the one to say i've done this i'm the outsider that got to do this yeah pretty neat i'm i'm very lucky yeah, yeah you can tell he's like that's incredible beaming. i know <laughs> talk yeah. about a proud moment have you guys ever made it to the house <laughs> no it is on the bucket list we're on the east coast yeah we haven't traveled that far yet it's bucket list worthy and you know they have finally they didn't do it for quite a long time but they're finally allowing um overnights again uh it's a, like really special reservation package but what i never knew they did that yeah it's really they're they only let a few people do it and you have to schedule it pretty far in advance but you can rent a room uh and stay through the night uh which is pretty cool <laughs> uh i is... never had any idea that that was even an option no me either which no. is why i have not been like we have to hop on the plane to california to go see the winchester house because yeah it's like okay so we're gonna go visit it for like four hours and, be like, All right, and then fly six hours and away. then <laughs> fly yeah six hours back to dc 
Yeah, you could set up an overnight. Oh man, that would be amazing. But if you guys ever make it out there, uh, let me know. And I don't know, I'll like, I'll contact somebody and be like, hey, be real nice to them. Do do things for them. Oh, awesome. we'd <laughs> appreciate that. I know now I'm like, our travel list is getting much longer. Yeah, it is. I have been traveling uh, pretty much nonstop for this book. And it's gotten really difficult because I ran out of copies about four locations ago. Oh, yeah, it's bad. So I'm basically just marketing and telling stories on stage and talking to people, but I don't have any books to sell. It's been really rough, um, but it's super fun and everybody's really <laughs> awkward. Yeah, it is. It's super awkward, but I just came back from Toronto and before that was Boston and before that was Chicago and before that was Dallas and Denver and Orlando. Uh, and then I do New York in a few weeks and then I uh, do go back to Orlando for Spooky Empire and then San Francisco, I think, after that. Uh, so yeah, I still have a bit more places to go this year. It's going to get busy. Do you come anywhere near DC? Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Um, Baltimore is probably the closest. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's kind of close, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. an hour and a half. When are you going to be in Baltimore? Um, I might be in Baltimore next month. I've been considering it. It's the same month that I go to New York and Orlando. So I was considering taking the weekend off, but, but I have the opportunity to go to yeah. Baltimore for Baltimore. Comic well, if you decide to keep Baltimore, let us know. Yeah, okay. for sure. I will do that. Definitely. And there's some really spooky places in Baltimore too. Yeah. You know, there is, I've only been to a couple. I bet there's a ton that I haven't, haven't seen and probably don't even know about in the city. Edgar Allan Poe's grave is there. Oh, that's yeah. right. The museum's there too. The museum. Yep. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that. I've seen his. Uh, a lot of Baltimore is kind of sketchy, but so not all of it. You guys will know. Um, so there's two graves for Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, there's like the original one and then the new one, just on the other side of the yard, basically. Which one is his body? Because mm-hmm. I've gotten so many mixed uh, answers on that question. I don't know. I and I was just honestly, looking at the museum. Uh, just the other day, because I want to go because it's so close. If I, I had, don't know. if I had to take a guess, I would say the original one. That's what I would think. I mean, it I makes sense. So but, yeah, I'm not but sure they moved it. What, I think that the story was that they moved it to the new one that they made for him in hopes that maybe they would, people would leave the old one alone in hopes to kind of maybe confuse or dissuade potential grave robbers. I don't know. I think they wanted people to That's think true. that. Exactly. Yeah, that they moved it. But to when dissuade they grave robbers. I think they left his body where it is. I think so too. It's my theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. But like I said, if you decide to come to Baltimore, let us know. That would be great. Yeah. Definitely we'll do that. A lot of well, history. this has been so fun. I am, it really has. I am super stoked now. All I can think about is going to Michigan. I yeah. know. It's gonna be- I'm like, sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I know. The only way right now to really the only good way to get it is the backer kit winchestermysterycomic.com hit it up after that if you if you don't want to do the special edition you can kind of wait it out and stores will eventually restock and then volume two comes so thanks so much everybody appreciate you well thanks so much for reaching out this was awesome i know thank you for having me. i love that I, i'm willing to chat ghost stuff with you guys anytime so i'm always here hit me up okay well so October's coming up and we're going to do a bunch of stuff for the Halloween season because it's our favorite season. 
So maybe we can have you on and talk a little bit of ghosty stuff. I would love that. Absolutely. Yes. All right, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. It was so nice to meet you and we will be in touch really soon. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, you guys. Bye. 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 Oh.